This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Did you know that several states in our union, several states in America, mandate that black history and or civil rights history has to be taught in their public schools? Did you also know that I think none of them are teaching it? Matter of fact, I met with a school official last well, a couple of weeks ago, and he pulls out the state law in New Jersey that mandates that they teach, it's called the Amistad Law, that they have to teach black history. And he said, you know, Karen, nobody's adhering to this. Nobody's really doing it. And it's a mandate, which means you must do it. And it's crazy when we look at, you know, school systems all over the country, public schools that are telling black kids that they can't wear their hair the way it grows out of their head because somehow it's a distraction and against the law. But they're not adhering to the law, which says you have to teach the history. So maybe, maybe the administrators need to learn the history first. But more importantly, those of us who are complaining about the schools miseducating our kids, we need to step it up and make sure that the school system is doing what it's mandated to do. I remember, not because I was around, because I wasn't born until the, the late 60s, but when Brown versus Board of Ed uh, mandated that schools could no longer be separate but uh, unequal or separate but equal, I'm putting up air quotes around equal because they weren't, when they mandated that schools must be integrated, most of these schools didn't integrate until the 1970s. And usually those that did, did so by her, a horrific busing system that tortured and terrorized black kids by sending them into very hostile environments where I don't even know how they were able to be educated. Shout out to Ruby Bridges and a lot of other people who were the first on the front lines of that experiment, which I think landed horribly wrong because as we look 50, 60 years later, schools are still inherently uh, segregated. I know, I know because I covered education at the New York Daily News on the editorial page for four years and I did a whole report on how segregated New York City, one of the most melting potted cities in the world, have schools that are widely segregated today. Okay, so clearly people are going to do what people do. And if that's the case, though, if the majority of our kids are languishing in these education uh, systems, in these school systems that don't honor them, and yet there are laws on the books that we're not enforcing, something has to be done. And the something has to be done by us. And by us, I mean the people with melanin who have kids, majority of our kids in the public school systems. So we have to show up to the Board of Ed meetings and say, hey, you know, in New Jersey, there's an Amistad law. Are you um, actually putting it into effect? So the administrator that I, I uh, met with told me part of the problem is we don't have people who can implement it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> How's this possible? How's this possible? We don't have a curriculum. What? How's this possible? Well, you know who has a curriculum? White people have a curriculum. There's a teacher that was recently put on leave in Connecticut for uh, having a play at the Westwoods Elementary School in Hamden, Connecticut. She uh, had a play that she made her students enact, uh, fifth grade students, called A Triangle of, the, of Trade, A Triangle of Trade, which was about the transatlantic slave trade. Now, this is a school where 90-plus percent of the teachers are white and 60 percent of the kids are black. And guess who got to play the enslaved people in bondage? The black kids. So a 10-year-old girl went home and told her mom that she had to play a slave. And, of course, her mother lost her mind because she's black. And she's like, oh, hell no. What the hell is this? 
And come to find out, you know, the teacher and the administration, of course, they put the teacher on leave. But how the hell did she have this as part of this was part of the curriculum that she could rely on to pull forward and teach to the kids? Are you kidding me? They had to read aloud this play that centered on the and it was published by Scholastic. You know, the great book, children's book publisher, Scholastic. This play was published in 2003 as an anthology of short instructional plays for teachers to use in schools. That's a problem. But it's a problem that we must fix. The Hamden Public School teaching uh, staff, again, 90% white, the kids 60% black. Are the parents showing up? Why are you waiting for something like this to happen? Why don't we have curriculums at the ready? that we can just say here, okay, Amistad Law, here's the curriculum we're gonna follow. A lot of the problems that most people have, and whether we're talking about collective or individual, is because people tend to wait for somebody to come along and rescue them. People tend to wait for somebody else to do the hard stuff. People are quick to open their mouths and complain, we will march, We'll burn some stuff down if things go terribly wrong. But the real work is right here in, in our public schools, in our communities, in our neighborhoods. And I'm going to tell you this because it's experience. You know, when I had a problem with a drug dealer in my neighborhood, um, and when I had a problem with there being an abundance of people seeking drugs, hanging out on the corner, nodding out on the corner, sitting on, my st on the stairs of the apartment complex that I lived in. I made an appointment to go see the police chief. Deborah's home was stolen. No, I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls title theft one of the fastest growing white collar crimes. And this story is why you need home title lock. Deborah says criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned our home. Wait, it gets worse. Deborah goes on to say, I was evicted from my own home and 85 grand in equity gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. This is why you need home title lock, because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if your home's title has been tampered with. You need to protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. Go to HomeTitleLock.com now for 60 risk-free days of protection. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. I made an appointment and then I had everyone in my building call the police on a schedule. And you know what people hate? To be bothered. <laughs> the squeaky wheel gets the oil. I can't say it enough. So I'm one person. I didn't have an elected office. I wasn't, you know, I was one person who called a meeting in my building and I said, okay, here's the time that you're gonna call the cops. And we're gonna call the cops every hour. Everybody had an assigned time and tell them there's drug activity in our parking lot. There's drug activity, and, and guess what? They started patrolling, and eventually they arrested the drug dealer. Like, I don't even think it took two weeks. Homie was gone, drug problem cleared up. Now, um, it didn't just happen because I met with the police chief, because he didn't give a damn about me or who I was. I coupled that with action. 
like, all right, all of us, we're going to call every hour. Here's your time. Here's your time. Here's your time. And they got tired of being called. They came out. And you know what? People who are doing bad things, they don't like to see the cops <laughs> every hour come out. And so, yeah, we, we messed up their business. They, they actually um, t uh, trashed my car because they, they knew it was me, because I told them, I said, hey, if I see you out here again, I'm going to call the cops, and I'm not going to, it's me, I'm calling them. So you don't have to guess who's doing it, I'm calling them. So I suggest you leave, find another place to go, and they freaking broke in my car and ransacked it and trashed it, and that's fine, that's one, one hit I'll take. You know, it wasn't physical, it was just a, a car, I don't care about that. But the point is, homie was gone and order was restored. And we need to have a similar proactivity as it relates to our schools. We know our children are woefully miseducated. Why do we know that? Because Carter G. Woodson, Happy Black History Month, uh, did a whole book on it called The Miseducation of the Negro. The school system is not designed to teach our kids. But where we have power, where we vote people into office, where there are school boards that are elected by us, they have to do what we tell them to do unless we don't tell them anything to do. And then they're going to do whatever the hell they want to do. And in a school system like the one in Connecticut where 90% of the teachers are white, they're going to teach whatever they want to teach until they're told differently. Now, this story is probably going to catch fire. People are going to be upset for a little bit of, of time. But I want to know what the curriculum is. And as I was going through, you know, the, the, the different school systems, not only is New Jersey, New Jersey has a mandate, but in 1991, there was a black history mandate the, the law is called the HB 2859, a law enacted in the state of Illinois, all of Illinois, all of Illinois since 1991 is supposed to teach black history. Every single school in the state of Illinois that's a public school is supposed to teach black history and they do not. So my question is, Chicago and all the other places where black kids are languishing and being miseducated, what are y'all doing? Philadelphia is the only city in Pennsylvania, because Pennsylvania also had an outstanding law, but Philadelphia is the only one that's actually doing it, Philly, shout out to Philly. Uh, back in 2005, they were mandated to teach black history. They're the only ones doing it. Only Philadelphia school district um, has a course in black history and the civil rights movement that you have to pass before graduating from high school. Shout out to Philly. Uh, other states that have it as a mandate, Arkansas. So if you live in Arkansas, your state is supposed to teach black history or civil rights um, history. Florida, Lord have mercy, we know Florida needs it. Hey y'all, as I just mentioned, Illinois, back in 1991, law passed. Mississippi, Lord Jesus, does Mississippi need this? I doubt it, I doubt that the public schools in Mississippi, I doubt that they're teaching black history. New York, hello, Rhode Island, is another one. So these are the states that have mandates. And it's interesting, you know, when Paul Vallis, he was the school system's chief executive in Pennsylvania, actually in Philly, he's white. He said, you cannot understand American history without understanding the African-American experience. This is a white man, Paul Vallis, who was the school's chief executive in Pennsylvania. He said, you cannot understand American history without understanding the African-American experience. I don't care what anybody says. He said it benefits African-American children who need a more comprehensive understanding of their own culture, and it also benefits non-African-Americans to understand the full totality of the American experience. Thank you, Paul Vallis. You're a brilliant man. But my question is, to people living in states where that's a mandate, 
Why aren't you doing something to make sure that your children are educated? And to those who live in states that there is no mandate, what are you doing to put that on the ballot? What are you doing to force your lawmakers and your board of education to step it up? Because you have the power. And this is the message of this podcast. Every time I open my mouth on this microphone, every time I open my mouth on the microphone, that's my mandate to you to do more because we have this one little time that we have on this earth. And no, things aren't perfect, but change happens because we make them happen. They don't happen just because. And if we just sit idle and, and do nothing, there are people who are motivated to make sure that uh, their agenda is serviced. We gotta be equally, and in, in, in what is it, the law, for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. We have to be equal and opposite in our reaction to uh, white nationalism, to injustice, to all of the things out there, to miseducation. We have to be equal and opposite in our passion to make sure that it happens into our action that we put behind it. So that's the clarion call. I'm actually sitting here right now after I get off this microphone to put together a curriculum because there's no excuse for Jersey, hello, to not have a curriculum that can be implemented in every school in this city, in the state. And Philly, shout out to you, but what's up with the rest of Pennsylvania and Florida and Illinois? Hello, 1991, a black history mandate. Come on, y'all. New York, Florida, Arkansas, we can get this done. So that's my message. Let me know what you think. Thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Karen Hunter. Check out my YouTube channel as well, Karen Hunter Show. And share, share this podcast because it's free. Shoot with as many people as you can. And when you're on Twitter, use the hashtag podcast so I can follow and see what you're saying out there in the universe. All right, I appreciate y'all again. Thank you so much. Till next time. <laughs>